Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up. He's gonna throw down the middle. Come on, come on! Hey, that's great football now. 35, 40, down the far sideline. We got a five, baby. He's still moving. He's gonna go. Go Hawks. Are you kidding me? Let's go. 20, 10, touchdown, Seahawks. It's the Seahawks podcast on today's episode. The very latest on Seahawks free agency, which free agents the Seahawks should be targeting. We also play a game called Stop Me When You Know It. And do we love football more than hamburgers? As always, you can send us an email at seahawkspod at gmail.com about anything at all, questions, comments. It's all fair game over on the email inbox. Thanks for joining the show. I'm Seahawks superfan Brett Davern. I'm also an actor that some of you might remember from a show called Awkward on MTV. There's also been some other TV shows and movies. But more importantly, I am a lifelong Seahawk fan. Thank you very much for listening to this show, especially during these crazy circumstances that we find ourselves in. I truly, sincerely appreciate it. And as I mentioned, I've been rooting hard for the Seahawks my entire life, which makes what's about to happen next incredibly special to me. Because joining the show right now on the phone is Seahawks linebacking legend, a two-time AP national champion while playing at USC, three-time Pro Bowler, oh, first-team All-Pro honors in 2007, also won an NFC championship with the Hawks, should have won a Super Bowl. We're going to get into that some other time, maybe. Um, but he, he's always been a fan favorite. He's an all-around great guy. He's number 51 in your programs and number one in your hearts. Lofa Tatupu! Man, I, hey, Brad, I appreciate What an intro, huh? Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you having me, brother. Dude, I'm so excited, man. This is going to be so much fun. Yeah, with that kind of energy, I don't see how we could lose, my man. Now, I do have to tell you, Lofa, that uh, you know you 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 came into the facility here. We worked you out a little bit. You know, we've taken you through the process. We've slid the papers in front of you. Um, I, I think it's a done deal with you as co-host. But much like your first day at USC, I think you still kind of have to make the starting r- lineup. Is that all right with you? Oh yeah, everything just like the Hawks say, everything's iron. Okay, good. It. So yeah, I got I got to earn my stripes and uh, improve myself, so to speak. Oh, I don't think you'll have a problem. Trust me. But we can, you know, do this exercise for fun if we want to. Let me let me right off the bat, though, tell you and everybody listening that last week uh, before you joined the show, we had a little contest here on the on the show. Guess the co-host type thing where I gave the audience some clues as to who might be joining the show. And I told them to email their answers to us at SeahawksPod at gmail.com. Um, I, I kind of shot my mouth off a little bit and said that we'd give prizes to the first five people that got it right. We got tons of emails, and everybody got it right. <laughs> I don't think I was very secretive. Oh, man. <laughs> what? So, so what are we giving away, then? I don't know. What do you want to give away? What should we give away? Um, well, I mean, 
I have a product that I am in love with. It's what I've been doing the past uh, couple years. Ooh, uh, ooh, ooh. Well, wait, wait, wait. Hold that. Hold that. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. If that's what you want to give away, that's what we oh. could give away. But let me tell the people out there that uh, the winners are Keith in Covington, Washington, Dan in Kirkland, Washington, Beth in Portland, Oregon, uh, Richard in Tacoma, and Seth in, down here in Torrance, California. So those are the winners. We're going to get your mailing addresses and stuff like that, and we will... Uh, send you guys a prize. Speaking of the prize, Lofa, that leads me right into my first question for you. What have you been doing uh, since playing with the Seahawks? I think it's no uh, no secret that my career uh, was cut short due to injuries. Tragically. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, started out the first three years, um, you know, seemingly with everything great. And then just slowly but surely, uh, injury after injury set in. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but it, you know, it, it cut my career short. And so uh, in in re- retirement, you know, I was lucky to coach for a couple of years, but which led me back to Seattle. And um, I kept hearing things about CBD. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how familiar you are with CBD. Are, are you? I mean, only hearing uh, what my mom tells me about uh, lotions and things when she has joint pain. But, you know, who knows? Maybe she just wants a different reason to go into those stores. I have no idea. <laughs> Well, this is hemp derived, so okay. it, it's not it's not not with THC. Uh, okay. uh, it's under the federal legal limit, so otherwise it would not be uh, able to be sold in interstate commerce. But I, I put together a uh, CBD line because that has led me back to my best self. Uh, I, I went from 280 pounds, you know, post career after the 10 surgeries and 15 concussions. I got back down. And I'm 235 right now. And, oh wow. Uh, even back dunking a basketball. Yeah. <laughs> true, true story. True story, Brett. Wait, I they, turned down NBA to, to go to the NFL. You turned down the NBA to go to the NFL. Yeah, I knew it was going to be too easy. I wanted more of a challenge, so I opted for the NFL. You can dunk a basketball right now. Yeah. Can we get video confirmation of that? I will send it to you after this. <laughs> we talking one-handed, two-handed throwdown? You go for like a tomahawk? What's happening? Well, it's an alley-oop. Okay. And then I did do one flat-footed, uh, it was what, probably a year and a half ago. But I'm in better shape now. You, so remember, what, I, you remember what your vertical was at the Combine? I think it was 36. Yeah, did, you're, you're <laughs> you correct. You knew it? <laughs> I already knew it. I already That's knew it. Incredible. I'm glad you know it, too. <laughs> yeah. So, so what what's the name of the company then? Own in CBD. And um I named it that because upon the first time of taking CBD, I went to the gym for the first time in a long time. I shot hoops for 2 hours straight by myself. And it <laughs> it was so crazy that when I left, the only reason I stopped shooting hoops in that in, you know that session was cuz my playlist stopped. But I didn't want that moment to end. It was like I was in the zone. So from there, Zone in CBD was, you know, born. And um, I'm just here to share it with the message, uh, the masses and, you know, spread the message of, um, of health and, and well-being. And it's got you pretty busy there being a business mogul now. <laughs> mogul. I don't know if I use the term mogul yet, <laughs> but um, working my way there and just um, helping, you know, positively change lives uh, every day. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. I, what are it, creams, lotions, pills? What, what are we talking about? We have capsules. We have a tincture, which is the dropper. And then we also, we just came out with a third product, which is a muscle rub because, um, you know, in, in, you know, talk, listening to our, our audience and, um, and demographic and the people that use the, you know, our cus- consumers and customers, we, 
we found that some just want a topical to treat a shoulder pain. They don't want to ingest the capsule or, or oil. And right. so in listening to that, you know, totally understand them. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people going away from prescribed meds into the holistic approach of, uh, you know, natural remedies. Uh, let's talk about coaching, man. Uh, you, you coached uh, with the Seahawks and, and stuff after your playing days were over. Talk about that a little bit. Man, I got two of the greatest years of football in my life. I played football since I was seven, but those were two of the greatest years because you get to pass on what you've learned and then you get, you know, when you're, you're lucky, you get to coach some all pros like Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. And uh, I'm not sure how good of a coach I was because they were already such good players, but I hope I passed along some knowledge that helped them out. Yeah, it was incredible to just see their approach and it's easy to understand, uh, you know, why they're so dominant at their position because uh, they're there just as early as the coaches. And, you know, if we didn't kick them out of the facility, you know, after or, you know, around dinner time, they would stay. It shows why they're they're so high on, on the, the list in terms of, you know, uh, tackles and, and, you know, interceptions, stats, all the all this, the hard work they put in is showing up in those stats. And, um, you know, I'm just extremely proud and, and I was honored uh, and humbled to to coach them. Man, you love football, don't you? <laughs> well, I didn't even get to the 11 class where they had Sherm, uh, <laughs> M- Super Bowl MVP, Malcolm Smith, uh, K.J. Wright. Yeah, I, I love football, quite simply put. How much do you love football? More than almost anything in the world. You I love, love it more than hamburgers? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> if, you could, if, you, if I told you you could not eat another hamburger for the rest of your life, you couldn't even look at one, you couldn't smell at one, like it, they never existed, but it meant you still got to play football, you'd take that trade, wouldn't you? I would take that trade if it meant I could just watch football. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, so. I think that puts it in perspective my my love for this game. Wait, I got another one for you. you. Do you love football more than you hate traffic? Like, if I said you never have to sit in traffic ever again, no matter the city, no matter the time, no matter the day, but it means you can't ever play football, you probably wouldn't take that trade, would you? Not well. So you know what. And this is not a plug, but because of Zone and CBD, I don't mind sitting in traffic anymore. I get my calls done. I mean, of course, with the adjustment we're going through in life, you know, here with the the, the shutdown and everything, I'm not I'm not sitting in traffic. Um, right. I'm obeying uh, Governor Jay Inslee's you know order to stay in. So, hey, let's talk about some free agents, shall we? Since there's no actual football going on. Okay, let's do this. Yeah, but before we do that, let me tell you and everybody out there about true classic tees right now if our listeners go to trueclassictees.com they use the promo code b-l-e-a-v at checkout you know how much off they get lofa how much 20 percent Ooh, 20 percent off your entire purchase when you use the promo code b-l-e-a-v at trueclassictees.com these t-shirts are soft they're comfortable they hold up in the washer machine they're incredibly versatile lofa you strike me as a t-shirt guy love Love t-shirts. We got to get you into these true classic tees, man. I can't wait. (laughs) You can wear them out. You can wear them to work out. You can wear them around the house, sitting around the house, which a lot of us are doing uh, these days, unfortunately. But if you're wearing true classic tees, you're going to be comfortable. The best part, they're incredibly cheap, only 15 bucks, And now you can get them for even less. So go to trueclassictees.com. That's trueclassictees.com. 
S-E-E-S.com. Use the promo code B-L-E-A-V when you're checking out to get 20% off of your first purchase. So moves the Seahawks made in free agency so far. Okay, let me just rattle them off and then we'll break them down. How's that sound? Absolutely. All right, so we retained defensive tackle Jaron Reed. We've added defensive end Bruce Irvin, tight end Greg Olson, offensive guard Chance Warmack, center B.J. Finney, uh, offensive tackle Cedric Ogumuhamwa. Maybe you know how to pronounce his last name. I can't do it yet. <laughs> I do not. I, I, we, we'll, we'll have to learn together. Um, but then we've also traded for cornerback Quentin Dunbar, who we sent, uh, uh, we sent a fifth-round pick to Washington to pick him up. And then also in our free agency tale, uh, offensive tackle George Fant is going to the Jets, and defensive end Quentin Jefferson is headed off to the Bills. Um, let's talk about defense uh, free agents for this episode, Lofa. And then on the next one, we can get into offensive. Let's just start off right the right off the bat with uh, retaining Jaron Reed. Two years, 23 million, defensive tackle, had a great 2018. Uh, what do you think about uh, John and Pete's move there? Yeah, I mean, ever since since the day he set foot on the field, you know, he, he's been amazing. And, um, you know, I think when you add pieces like a Jadavian Clowney, which hopefully we sign him back, um, the chemistry changes up front, you know, um, and, and it will even more so losing, you know, Quentin Jefferson, who came in uh, a couple of years ago and, and was able to work on that chemistry with Jay Reed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he, he's a multi-talented guy. He, he can, he's efficient against both the run and the pass. And it's very rare that you find a guy that can do both, that excels at both. And um, mostly what we saw from him at Alabama when he was coming out was he was a run stuffing he did provide pressure, but he wasn't putting up the the, the nine and a half, ten sacks that he put up, you know, a year ago. So yeah. um, it's cool to see him continue to blossom, you know, and grow as a player. Well, I mean, if he can continue what he was doing in 2018, because let me let me read you something I found interesting when I was uh, looking looking at this. In 2018, he had ten and a half sacks from the defensive tackle spot, and he's the third. Uh, defensive tackle in team history to do that, to record double-digit sacks from that position. And the other two, uh, Lofa, do these I, names ring any bell? Cortez it, Kennedy, oh. <laughs> Tez, and then uh, John Randall. Yeah. So yeah. that's some elite company there for Jay Reed. To, to get that kind of pressure from from in the middle when you're – they're almost always, you know, garnering a double team. Can you speak to the importance uh, or the the relationship between a defensive tackle and the middle linebacker? So in this case, it's going to be Bobby and Jay Reed. Uh, for you, uh, well, who was it for you? I, I can't even remember offhand, but also just like, what's it like to have someone so talented right in front of you when you're standing back there at your linebacker position? I guess I would probably relate his game. It would most resemble Rocky Bernard, um, Texas A&M guy. He was just an absolute beast that would bull rush you for 90 straight plays. And I didn't, I never understood how he couldn't get tired and, and could play, you know, he, he would play, if we played 80 plays, I'm guaranteed Rocky's out there for 55, 60 of them, mm. which is, you know, kind of unheard of in today's game. Um, there's so much, you know, platoon or rotation going on. Those D tackles are so important in terms of, you know, keeping the line of scrimmage in your favor. So, you know, if those double teams get up too quickly, uh, the middle linebacker has no time to read or react. He's just, you know, it's, it's panic mode back there. Like, Oh man, I got a blocker in my face. You know, I got to navigate the way around. So um, if you have guys up front that can push that line of scrimmage, you know, in your favor into the opposing backfield, 
the game just becomes, you know, um, you can play in tandem with them and just, uh-huh. I would let them go front side and I would just make all these tackles for loss when they force the runner back, you know, into me. It essentially creates like a funnel. Well, let's let's switch gears then. Let's look to the outside of the defensive line. Bruce Irvin coming back to town. I'm stoked about this. Can't wait for him to dust off the old 5-1, get back out there. <laughs> yeah. It, what's that like watching your old number run around on the field? Oh, it's awesome, man. You know, you want to see it out there. And, uh, and Bruce uh, had the, the privilege and honor of coaching him too, um, you know, one of the best athletes, uh, just a freak of nature, strong, 6'3", you know, two, 260, and can run a 4'4". Four, four. The, the, the stuff that he can do, and, and keep in mind, when he went to West Virginia from JUCO, he was a, I think he was a safety. And then they eventually moved him to linebacker, and then they saw how good he was at pass rushing, and they moved him to DN. So when, when Bruce, in all fairness to him, he's still – young in his football life i know Mm -hmm. he's getting up in age he's getting up there but um that's why you consistently see him improve you know i think what did he have like maybe seven or eight uh sacks last year and you know he wasn't playing as much as he's accustomed to playing um so i'm I'm excited to have him back and i know that that room you know can you know it'll get back to to feeling like that room with with all three bobby because they were they were together for the first five five or six years yeah they let quentin jefferson go they uh you know he signs with the bills so quentin jefferson out at defensive end but uh bruce coming in uh, correct me if i'm wrong but they have a pretty different skill set De- yeah definitely a different skill set uh bruce can do the things that uh because you know quentin was as a DN, he was more of a, a one-gap penetrator. So he would shoot gaps and, and clear it up. You know, he'll make it real easy for you to make a decision as a linebacker. You appreciate that. Um, he'll take the gap and you know, okay, I just got to replace over the top. He, I don't know if uh, he excels in the, the two-gapping, which, you know, even though Bruce is a linebacker and more of a stand-up linebacker uh, role, He's able to do that with his uh, superior strength. I mean, he's one of the strongest athletes I've ever seen. Uh, lastly, uh, on the defensive side of the ball so far in free agency, uh, which is not really a free agent move, it was a trade, but let's go over it here. Quentin uh, Dunbar, cornerback from the Washington Redskins, uh, they just completed the trade for him. They send over a fifth-round pick to Washington. Um, John Snyder and uh, Pete now I mean, they got Quandre Diggs last year from the Lions for a fifth-round pick, who was great at safety in the limited time that he played. And now they got Quentin Dunbar coming in, who a lot of people are saying are, is a top-five corner in the league for another just fifth-round pick. Uh, two questions for you, I guess. How are they making these moves? It seems kind of unbelievable. But then also, uh, what's Quentin Dunbar going to bring to the table? I haven't got a chance to really study his game, but if you go off of, uh, you know, I did a little research, and, you know, yeah, he's like a top-five corner, um, according to the uh, numbers. Right. And uh, so when when I did look at it, it was interesting that he, that he came into the league as a receiver. And um, to have that ability to, you know, uh, you know, talking about being young in his game, to adjust and go turn around and, you know, be a top corner means his game's only going to take off. Now, the only thing I did see that might be downside was, you know, injury history. Um, I think he lost, he missed 14 games over the last two seasons. And, um, you know, so that's just a bit of a concern and maybe why Washington was willing to part ways with him for, for the for the pick. I need you to watch some tape on Quentin Dunbar for us, Lofa. 
we got to get the full breakdown on this guy. I got to know how his hips open up and all the terms and all the weird stuff they talk about when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, I just know that John and Pete, they go after those corners. They love their corners, man. How uh, quick is his twitch, man? How quick is his twitch? Oh, I'll get, I will get all that for you. Uh, <laughs> as soon as I, as soon as they open the facilities, I can watch film again. Let's talk about Jadavion Clowney. There hasn't been a lot of news in the last couple of days. Um, everything seemed to be pointing towards him signing. I even heard rumors that, that there was a two-year deal on the table, uh, but who knows how real that is. Um, how big of a piece is he? I mean, he's Jadavion Clowney, so he's a huge piece, but uh, in your mind, how big of a piece is he to get shirt up? I mean, I think he showed you, you know, in that San Fran game what he's capable of. Yeah. And, um, you know, he didn't he didn't go through camp last year, um, came over in the trade. So he was largely just adjusting on the fly. And for a guy to be able to adjust that quickly, you know, you definitely, and for everything I've heard, all accounts, everybody loves him. They, they want, they want to keep him here. So, um, you know, that's definitely a, a big piece to, to the puzzle. If we can, we can get him back. Yeah. I mean, dude, we're, we're defensively right now for the Seahawks. I mean, we're looking at a possible, uh, defensive secondary starting D de- or, well, yeah, just from a secondary perspective, this doesn't even include Bobby and KJ and everything. But right now, we're looking at a possible starting secondary on opening day of Shaq Griffin and Quentin Dunbar at the corners, possibly Ugo Amadi playing the slot, and then you got Quandre Diggs and Bradley McDougal back there at safety. Is that something you'd be interested in? Man, you know, I and I love Diggs. I mean, he is a he's phenomenal. Uh, but I think a guy that kind of gets overlooked is Bradley McDougal. Um, when we were coaching back in, I think it's 16, we went to Tampa and this kid was all over the place. And, you know, um, he was just, you know, laying the hat, you know, knocking guys out. Like I was like, man, who is and intercepting the ball? I think he might have had two interceptions that game. I would be very excited about that lineup uh, to, to sum it up for you. <laughs> yeah, totally. And especially if they can retain Jadavion and then bringing in Bruce and then keeping Jay Reed. And then, of course, you got Bobby and KJ. I mean, that defense is stacked and possibly on its way back to a, dare I say, Legion of Boom status, possibly. It is tough. I mean, you know, that's that's Earl Thomas and, and Cam Chancellor, and we're, we're talking about. <laughs> oh, I understand. <laughs> no, look, that's why that's why I said it cautiously. I mean, I, I'm fully aware, but uh, you know, even that group in the year leading up to them really establishing their dominance, they were sort of this ragtag group of dudes. I mean, Richard was a wide receiver at Stanford, who's you know his converted corner, so a bit of a like bad news bears type situation as well. And it it just kind of to me feels like we could be in store for another one of those if they can gel the way that those guys did that was a very underrated defensive front um you know clint mcdonald inside your red bryant uh, cliff and michael bennett were backing up red and chris clemens amazing so, amazing like, and brandon <laughs> mebane in the middle mebane yeah who you know i played with mebane you know phenomenal player yeah. uh so you look at the depth that they had not just i mean the secondary was they were getting a lot of the, that ball was coming out fast. So they were getting a lot of those opportunities. One, okay, they're, I'm never going to take it away from them. They're phenomenal players. You know, Sherm, Cam, yeah, even BB, Brandon Brown around the outside. Um, yeah, uh, Maxie, they, they, they were stacked, right? But when that ball's coming out faster, as I know, when I had a great D line, you get more opportunities at interceptions. Absolutely. One hand washes the other, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, speaking of interceptions, I, I w- was going to save this for a later episode, but one of your favorite games you ever played in had to be that game in Philadelphia. Three picks in one game. How much of that are you going to give to the defensive line? Um, that was all me. 
<laughs> no. Um, that, they, my, I mean, I had Kearney. I had, you know, Julian Peterson played some DN at that time. Uh, Craig Taro. You know, I, I, yeah, we had, we were stacked up front. Very underrated D-line. Um, I will give my credit to Mike Holmgren on the Philly games because it was like playing his offense. Wow. It, it was just route recognition. Yeah. Um, you know, there was, uh, I'm trying to think, was there, no, the, the first one was a, a out and up on LJ Smith. The second one was a double slant with Greg. Uh, and then the third one was uh, a post, a short post. That if I didn't pick off that third one, Deion Grant had it anyway. So, uh, but yeah, in 2007, we, we, uh, we had a great defense and, and largely other than the Philly game, a lot of my interceptions came off of, you know, pressure. So Andy Reid coached under Mike Holmgren for all those years. So it, it, it's just – it was like really – I mean, I've been telling this for years. It was like going against uh, Hass and the boys in practice. The separations and the preparation. Oh, absolutely. Hey, uh, we get to talk free agency all day, um, and we will as we're going forward here. On the next episode, I want to talk to you about what the Seahawks have done offensively so far in free agency. But right now I want to switch gears a little bit. You want to play a game? Uh, I, I love games. What are we playing? Well, we're going to play a game, but we're going to play a game right after I tell you about our next sponsor, which is Bet Online. Go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. That's MYPOD100 to receive a welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Use the promo code MYPOD100. Look, there's no NBA, no NHL, no MLB, so you think there might be nothing to bet on, but Bet Online still has hundreds of places that you can wager. There's mixed martial arts, there's American Idol, there's the elections coming up. So go to Bet Online where the fun never end. Lofa, here's the game. I've got a game for us to play. I'm calling it Stop Me When You Know It, okay? And if the listeners have guesses as to who this is as I'm going through it, they can send their guesses to SeahawksPod at gmail.com. And also, later in the episode, maybe I'll just give out some clues for a completely different Seahawk player, and the listeners can just guess. But Lofa, the way this game is played is I've uh, picked a former teammate of yours. This player played for the Seahawks while you were there. I have taken their Wikipedia bio, and I'm going to read it to you, but I'm going to take their name out of it, and I want to see how long it takes you and how many clues I have to give you until you tell me who this person is, okay? All right, let's do this. All right, here we go. This player is quite a bit older than you are and also played on the offensive side of the ball. This player was born in Camden, South Carolina in 1973. He's 5'10", 192 pounds, Played college football at Penn State. Stop. Okay. Bobby Ingram? Yes! Nailed it! That's all he (laughs) needed. He didn't even let me get through all of his awards and stuff. I love my teammates. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just for posterity, I'll tell everybody that Bobby Ingram was a three-time AP All-American while at Penn State. Also was the 1994 Citrus Bowl MVP and Lofa Tatupu. I'm not sure if you knew this, but he was the first ever recipient of the Bolitnikoff Award in 1994, which goes to the most outstanding wide receiver in college. And then he was drafted in the second round by the Bears and then came to the Seahawks, and the rest is history. But, uh, yeah, Bobby Ingram, what, tell us a little bit about your time playing with Bobby. Oh, my God, one of the most frustrating guys to cover. Uh, <laughs> he was he was so quick, and 
And he was a student of the game, so he knew when you were out leveraged. They have what was called an option route. And I want to say the only guy that actually stuck with him, and he used to tell us, he's like, hey, Leroy Hill actually sticks with me. He feels like almost like a basketball player. Huh. Uh, yeah, which is ironic because Leroy's terrible at basketball. <laughs> uh, but he says he knows how to shuffle and feel the pressure points. So as soon as Bobby goes to like kind of nudge or push off with an elbow, um, Leroy just pushes his weight into it. And so he's like, it's almost like I have to work back to the ball to catch it. It's, it's such a, a chess match out there, even in the simple man or zone coverage. I'll tell you a story about Bobby. We were playing the Redskins. And in the first series, Hass goes to throw a slant. And if he threw it on time, it's an interception. So he just threw it in the second window. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But the only problem is the safety was Sean Taylor, the late, great Sean Taylor. Oof. He's coming yeah. with some heat. 6'4", 230, and 4'4", Oh, yeah. And so Bobby goes up, catches this, comes down, breaks two ribs. Oh. Bobby goes on to have nine more catches and I think 80 yards the rest wow. of the game. And then he ended up missing a couple games after. Um, you know, he was having trouble breathing. He played the rest of the game. And uh, that's, that's that's Bobby Ingram, man. He still ranks fifth all-time in Seahawks history with 399 receptions, fourth all-time in receiving yards, and as I silence my computer, um, he also holds the franchise uh, record for receptions during a season with 94 catches during the 2007 season. So, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. He was quite prolific, especially in his time with the Seahawks. And even better off the field. All right, I want to get your take, uh, Lofa, real quick on some free agency stories from around the league, just kind of rapid fire. But before we do that, let me tell you about our sponsor, LinkedIn. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get your first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. That's T-E-A-M. There's no I in team, Lofa. T-E-A-M. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team to get $50 off of your first job post. Terms and conditions do apply, but LinkedIn has over uh, 675 million members worldwide. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds. Eight seconds, Lofa, with LinkedIn. So head on over to linkedin.com slash team uh, to get that benefit that they're offering our listeners. Right off the bat, let's talk about Tom Brady. He's going to be a Buccaneer. Yeah. Well, the LinkedIn, by the way, wow, five people just got hired in the time we did that. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, I if I went out and tried to run a 40, we could hire like 12 people. <laughs> I, yeah, that wasn't my strong suit either. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Tom Brady, Tampa Tom, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, I, I know what, the, what Tampa's doing, um, and I understand what New England's doing. They have to – at what point do you have to prepare for your future? Right. But – I grew up in Massachusetts, mm -hmm. and my dad played for the Patriots. Yes. And so I watched him, you know, come up and build that 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 empire, really, with Bill and Robert Kraft. And so it is tragic that, much like, you know, we had to see Brett, you know, move on to two other teams and uh, and Peyton move on to the Broncos. It's, it's tragic to not see them get the send-off that they deserve uh, in, in that respect. 
And it only it brings me back to hopefully that, you know, Russell can, can finish in a, a Hawks uniform. Oh, amen. Here, here. I will say, though, that Brett Favre, uh, you know, with the Vikings, I think he went to an NFC Championship game. And then, of course, Peyton played against us in a Super Bowl and then and then won one, won one after that against uh, the Carolina Panthers. So do you see another Super Bowl in Tom Brady's future for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Um, you know, Bruce Arians is a great coach and, you know, he took, you know, Arizona, uh, you know, to the, it was the NFC championship, correct. And, uh, and even the Super Bowl against the, the Steelers. Right. So, um, which I think he won that one too. You mm-hmm. know, the Steelers, man, they just keep getting in the way of the, uh, NFC West. <laughs> I know <laughs> but, we, don't, uh, we don't need to talk about the Steelers and Super Bowls. But, <laughs> Let's not go there yet. It's only episode one, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I thought, you know, they were very competitive with Jameis. I still believe in Jameis Winston, um, and I think he's going to be fine, um, you know, going forward. But what they go to do when they go to get a guy like Tom, they're, they're, they're doing just essentially what the Broncos did, and they grab Peyton because they want everybody else around them to elevate their game. And they already had, you know, a very competitive season in terms of the talent that they have there. They resigned. They dedicated a lot of their money to re-signing their guys, and um, you know they got weapons. You know for for Tom, which you know everyone has been saying New England hasn't done for him over the last you know uh, several years. Uh, so they got a Mike Evans. Uh, they got Braid over there. They got two tight ends, and then they um, Godwin over there, who who's probably going to be paying for for that number. Let me ask you. So the other the other ones I wanted to touch on, but we'll save it for the next episode. Is uh, Cam Newton uh, obviously is going to be out there, and then Todd Gurley as well, finding uh, a new home. But uh, quickly on the defensive side of the ball, as far as free agents that are still available and out there, uh, you tell me if you want one of these for the Seahawks, or maybe we make a game out of it, and you can only have one, and and uh, you tell me which one of these ones you would want. Uh, there's a uh, you know, defensive back Logan Ryan is out there. You got a D tackle in Nadamakan Sue who's still available. Safety Von Bell or cornerback Demarius Randall. Um, if you could only have one of those, Lofa. Von Bell just agreed to term somewhere. Uh, I'm not sure. I could be mistaken. Okay, I might be a little late on my news there. The most talented one and the youngest, I think, is Demarius Randall. So, uh, depending, I know he's played corner and safety in his in his career so far um, at both Cleveland and at Green Bay where he was drafted. But uh, you know, I'm sure Pete and John can find a place for him uh, in that backfield. Now, Lofa, we are out of time on this episode. Should we let the listeners play a round of "Stop Me When You Know It"? Absolutely. All right, let's let them in on it. Remember, you guys can email your answers to SeahawksPod at gmail dot com. Let's only do a couple winners this time. <laughs> Or, right? Or how many? How many winners do you want? Uh, I think three. three. Oh, all right. All right. We'll go from five to three. We're slowly whittling it down here on the show. But anyway, all right. So you can send your answers to seahawkspod at gmail.com if you think you know this Seahawk. Now, I'm going to describe this player to you without using their name, and then you go ahead and you guess the name on the email. Here we go. This player was born in Haddock, Georgia. He was 6'1", 244 pounds in his playing days. Oh, by the way, no Googling out there, everybody. Let's use the honor system, okay? If you know it in the moment, right, Lofa? Tell him. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> none of this... None of this uh, Fancy technology this, this, getting in the way of my game. This is where we sharpen our minds, people. This is where we zone in. 
That's it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> now okay. that was a plug. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he's born in Haddock, Georgia. He was 6'1", 244, played his college football at Clemson. Stop. Yeah. Well, no, no. You can't guess the I'm listeners again. Yeah, okay. Go That's ahead. when you knew? Yeah. Well, I knew it Haddock, but okay. originally he always claims Macon. Macon, okay. Georgia. All right, well, pipe down over there. Let me give the listeners the clues, all right? Okay, my bad. <laughs> no, he was named the ACC Defensive Player of the Year while in college. He was also drafted by the Seahawks in the third round. He only played for the Seahawks during his career and was a member of the Super Bowl Forty team. He finished his career with 511 tackles, 20 sacks, and one interception. Can you name this Seahawks? Send your answers to SeahawksPod at gmail.com do you think the listeners are going to get it lofa oh yeah absolutely yeah i i kind of i'm too soft on them sometimes (laughs) (laughs) hey lofa do you love football more than ice cream uh yeah no no but i I mean like a lot of ice cream uh well i'm lactose intolerant oh (laughs) i guess i win by default football football wins by default (laughs) can you rub cbd on that uh i'm gonna try you (laughs) Oh, thanks for listening, everybody. For now, this has been the Seahawks podcast on the Believe Sports Network. Thank you all so much for listening, especially in these crazy times. Sincerely, uh, I'm sure Lofa is would join me in thanking you for listening to our show. And thank you, Lofa, for joining the show. Um, uh, and y- you can keep your playbook for now, kid, okay? Yeah, okay. I made it to day two. Yeah, buddy. Oh, man. Wait till I tell my mom. All right. For now, say it with me, Lofa. Go Hawks! Go Hawks! Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.